What's up, everyone? This is Lattes with Lindsay, and I'm so excited to have my next friend on this uh, podcast because we are going to be talking about entrepreneurs. And Jason White is going to open up the tables of, you know, educating us on his journey and a pretty eventful one, let's say that. <laughs> it's been amazing to watch him grow. And without further ado, how are you doing? What's going good, on? Good. Thanks for having me on the show. While Lindsay is enjoying her latte, since it's a little bit mid-morning, I'm <laughs> enjoying my mimosa. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> How did I know you would have a mimosa on a Sunday? Heck yes. I freaking love it. <laughs> Starting the day off right. I know, right? Yeah, I have, have my, my cliche turmeric. <laughs> Honestly. All right. So why don't you tell us about your, my God, 10 plus years of, of clinic and field practice. So let's dive into that. Tell me about it. Yeah, it's been a quite a journey. Uh, graduated Sheridan College 2008 with athletic therapy, um, Ontario College of Health Tech 2011 with the advanced standing program for massage therapy. Shortly after, did certification contemporary medical acupuncture through McMaster. And then I went through the Canadian Sport Massage Therapy Association for sport massage certification, which I think I became certified I'm going to say 2015. Tough, tough. It's just a couple yeah. certifications. Not, you just know. a few. <laughs> just a few. <laughs> a couple, you know, letters after your name. <laughs> Times like five, but whatever. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And, you know, guys, like he has had an incredible journey because, um, you know, not only has he been, you know, the vice president for the CSMTA, which is the Canadian Sports Massage Therapy Association, he was able to travel to so many games, you know, what has been your favorite games thus far, like out of your whole journey? Yeah, uh, I don't know, that's a difficult question, because I think with every games comes, um, I don't know the word I'm looking for, uh, it's a different path or different route they've had for the year. Um, but it definitely depends on the other staff and international sport team that you're with as well. Uh, obviously the Olympics is a highlight, <laughs> yes. uh, but the smaller games such as even FISU and Canada games are just as delightful and rewarding as what the bigger games can be. Mm, what country did you go to for the Olympics? Which one was it? Uh, South Korea. Point Chung. Uh, oh, uh, how was the food? Uh, if you like kimchi. <laughs> It was all yours. Uh, the, yeah. fried, the fried chicken was phenomenal. For, for, for white people, fried chicken is the way to go. Yum. Yeah. Ooh, mm -hmm. I do love fried chicken. <laughs> yeah, it, it was delightful. The kimchi, oh. I, I, I'm not hot on kim kimchi. Yeah, no, it's not my thing either. It's, 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 no, it's like asking like a ginger if they like ginger. It's like, no, I don't. I actually hate ginger, but thank you. <laughs> Can you imagine if a ginger was allergic to ginger? <laughs> imagine, yeah, seriously going to a sushi place and being like, no, my hair does not match my allergies, but it secretly does. Um, so, you know, like even like your, your like summer versus winter games, what was that experience like? Uh, so, I think as therapists, I know if I'm speaking for myself, uh, I do a lot more summer game type stuff. Uh, I'm a competitive swimmer myself, so I enjoy the aquatics. Uh, I believe if I remember most of my major and minor games, take away two winter Canada games have been summer related. So to get the experience of uh, going to the Olympics and being on the bobsled track and being on big air and moguls, like um, there was definitely a lot of new opportunities there for me that I haven't really done before. And uh, it, it was mouth dropping just the, to be there, the hype, the experience to be on that hill, be with the athletes, be with your team members um, and to wear the red and white was, was actually incredible. Yeah, I think that's honestly the most exciting part. Like even with the Pan Am Games, which you've done as well, yeah. is, you know, you get your whole swag bag and you, know, you get to wrap <laughs> all the cool clothes. And like, I, honestly, that's my favorite part. because I'm uh, like, I get to keep all this. Like, it's almost like a gift. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've got so much clothes upstairs from all the games and I wear it. Like my, my Canadian Olympic gear I still wear. Um, when I was chief therapist for Feasty Winter games in Kazakhstan that gave us this big ass Canadian parka uh, the, nice. the, the, the clothes is great and you could continue wearing it 
But it's so funny though, because if you ask therapists who are like doing sports a lot, 90% of their clothes is like Canada or Team Canada or like whatever team they worked with. And honestly, I don't even feel like I wear normal clothes like ever. Like it's like my leggings have Team Canada on them for God's sakes. If I wear my parka that I got from World Juniors, it friggin' has a Team Canada jacket on it. And oh gosh. How many backpacks do you actually need as well? Like we got so many Canadian backpacks. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I think honestly, like I started giving them to, to my boyfriend yeah. because I was like, I have like, we have matching backpacks now. because yeah. You know, you go to the same games and it's like the cliche, like same style. And oh my yeah. God, I think yeah. I have like nine, like, and then duffel bags. Like yeah. they yeah. gave me hockey bags and oh my Lord, like. <laughs> You would think yeah, that I actually stuff. played for Team Canada because <laughs> I, have, I could walk around with all the swag and be like, yeah, I'm a hockey player. You know, I yeah. got this. Like, Did you have a pin to trade? <laughs> you want a pin? <laughs> yeah, do, you want, do you want one of my like thousands of pins or like my little banner thing I have to wear? Or, Oh my God, it's so true. It's, it's, I have a backpack full of medical supplies from games where they're just wow. like, do you want this kinesiology tape? I'm like of course like yeah, i would yeah. love free stuff so yes i i feel like half my house is medical stuff or free swag that i got from places so that's yeah. amazing you and you've also oh gosh yeah well even i mean heck like taking advantage of um when you did the invictus games like you got to see a fellow ginge you know shout out to prince harry <laughs> oh i would love to see that man in person yeah actually that <laughs> like, was i i guess that was another highlight light as well the invictus games um even i was there for for sledge hockey we did a pre-event back in may so this was a few months prior to invictus and this is where um invite only vips and it was an exhibition game and prince harry justin trudeau john tory um canadian ministers they were all there um oh my god Trudeau and Trudeau and Prince Harry. I got one on each side, on the bench in the hockey. Like it's it's, it's, inc- <laughs> it's incredible. So the the experiences alone that my profession through athletic therapy and massage have given me, I probably wouldn't have gotten them anywhere else. Mm-hmm. The Queen, the Queen at the Commonwealth Games in 2014 as well with uh, oh Prince, Prince. What Andrew. does she look like in person? You know, like this. Old. Like does she? Yeah, <laughs> she, she matches. <laughs> she matches the photos. <laughs> She matches our paper. <laughs> a $20 bill. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Oh, Jesus. But that's amazing. Honestly, when I got, th- when I saw that photo of you guys, like, I can't, I can't even imagine what that feeling was like, you know? Yeah. And it, it gets better and better. Like every game is a different experience and you, and you walk out of there and, and just in awe of it all. Yeah. And then do you feel like you, when you go through those games and you go through those journeys, do you bring a lot of it back to like the clinic that you work at? Like, do you find that you apply it to like athletes in general or like the general public? No, uh, it's definitely a hype. It's a hype for me. I'm excited to be excited and honored to be on the the Canadian medical team. Um, My patients are fully aware of where I'm going and what I'm doing, which I think is another drive that patients come in Mm -hmm. for. Um, Even when I come back, the experience, the experience is still, still uh, high, like I'm still high off it. That pre-games blues or the post-game blues that you get after from coming away from three to four weeks, isolated in your athlete village, isolated mm-hmm. in your bubble, and everyone's a positive note. You're go, go, go all the time. You're taking care of your meals, accommodations, long hours, long, mm-hmm. long hours. But that being said, you're always around like people like yourself um coming back to work you definitely do get into a little bit of a blues slight depression Mm -hmm. from it um but you're constantly talking about your experiences because your patients and your clientele are interested in your experiences because they don't get to experience that yeah yeah. it's like an adrenaline rush honestly because i I agree with you like long hours sometimes you feel it but sometimes you don't because you're just constantly going like every hour there's something to do or treat or go to a games or whatever so yeah i i feel that for sure yeah and uh, definitely you definitely take advantage of it while you're there um downtime generally it's important to get rest and sleep but you're just so excited with the hype that 
you have accreditation that allows you to check out any events that you want. So you want to take advantage of that. So sometimes sleep becomes second because you want to check out, oh, the figure skating. You want to check out bobsledding on your Mm -hmm. off time. And you definitely want to be there to support Team Canada as well. But it's it's definitely a different mix of field, field work and clinical. I wouldn't say too much that you learn new clinical skills. Um, You could definitely bounce off of the other sport teams that are there, such as your sport physio, uh, your chiros. If they come in with their own team, um, you can learn skills and techniques. Majority of it's networking, but uh, I don't don't say I would come back with anything new just besides my networking and building new bonds. Athletes, the athletes definitely follow up as well. What's the village like? I think that's what, like, when I think about the Olympics, I always want to know, like, because you saw the Arkells, like, performed one time during the Olympics. Like, they came to the village and did that for the athletes and stuff. Like, what is what is the atmosphere like, you know, like, for the athletes as well as the therapists who are there? Uh, I guess the easiest thing I could say is probably, like, a, a, mini, a mini town. Um, okay. Naples, we were, well, I wasn't on there, but one of the athletes' villages were cruise ships. So they're, they're contained within villages of apartment complexes, similar to the Pan Am Games here. Um, you have your laundry facilities, you'll have amenities such as your gyms, your swimming pools, your laundry, uh, and then you have a massive cafeteria that contains food and ethnicities around the world. So every day you can wake up and have some different if you want for breakfast lunch or dinner which is the best uh so you the, can have mimosas <laughs> alcohol somehow it's out it's alcohol free but somehow we get alcohol in like oh you, yeah 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 you, you have to you have to like you'll your parking is just so big when you yep. come back in it's filled with stuff it's so unfortunate, you know, it's just, thank God they gave you that extra large, you know, <laughs> you might get some extra cushion, you know, <laughs> yeah, that extra backpack comes handy. Yeah. <laughs> Sashel bags full of happiness and goodies. Oh, yeah. I know. Oh gosh. And you've been, I mean, you've traveled the world with sports as well. Like what has it been like for you to also be an athlete? So what is the experience like from the other side of like, not the therapist life? Like how is that journey? Uh, as a competitive swimmer, it's definitely a lot harder as an athlete. Um, I think I prefer treating athletes more. (laughs) Uh, The rehab is real, man. Honestly. Yeah. I, yeah. The, the, the injured part, the overuse injuries, um, the waking up early, the exhaustion, not able to diet, not being able to fuel yourself a lot. Those are struggles. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, yeah. I swam Capelli was 10 and under and I did international competitions throughout varsity. It took 15 years off and I went back again last year, but I've traveled to Amsterdam and Australia all over the U S for comp- swimming competitions. Amazing. And, uh, I, I definitely admire uh, the dedication and per- perseverance that you got to do to get to that high performance level. Is, it's incredible. Um, mm-hmm. Even when you're working on the athletes to sell themselves, like that is their job. Like they have nothing else to do except go to the gym, training mm-hmm. session, um, eat, fuel, sleep, and repeat. Yeah, so rehab. It's, uh, and it's it's hilarious because I think – I actually had this conversation with a football player yesterday is the fact that, you know, everyone wants to be an athlete. You know what I mean? Because it will get you to certain places. It will get you to financial goals if that's the way you want to go, you know. But I think what people tend to forget is – exactly what you just said like that is your life like you are eat sleep train rehab sleep like that's literally it and I think if you're willing to be that committed that's awesome but I don't think that people understand that (laughs) when you get past a certain age all those adhesions all those strains like uh, breaks all that stuff like those play such a key factor later in life that you know they say be an athlete but it's it's bigger than that so yeah i call i call it when patients come in and they have these niggling injuries and they have these overuse injuries and they can't really understand as to why and i pretty much say it's it's a legacy of your youth 
This is the outcomes mm. of playing sports when you were kids or playing sports through varsities. These are the outcomes of minor ankle sprains that create inflammation and therefore break down cartilage five years after. Mm-hmm. So just mm-hmm. even though you're a well-tuned machine, um, you're still going to experience those minor aches and pains, cartilage degeneration, small tears throughout the course of your middle age and beyond life <laughs> literally beyond <laughs> yeah, <laughs> forever yeah. almost yeah. yeah and it's tough because i mean people don't like think about the future in that way right they're yeah. living in the moment which is yeah. great that's important but you also have to think like when i see an athlete for example who pushes through an injury because you know we way back then we say like you know push through it you're fine toughen up it's just a scratch whatever and then, you know, now I deal with the 45-year-olds, the 50-year-olds who have had, you know, degenerative discs or like really bad back strains. And yeah. they're like, I don't know where it came from. And I was like, well, <laughs> let me tell you a story about your youth. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So it's, oh man, it's, it's, it's always, I always feel bad because I feel like I'm that terrible person has to give them like the wake up call of like, you messed up <laughs> somebody, a long time ago. <laughs> some, some, somebody needs to do that. And to be honest, I yeah. think within our, with our profession, um, you can't fix everything. There, there are mm-hmm. things that you cannot fix. And I think being a great therapist is being able to recognize the fact that you can't fix that problem. You could help maintain and monitor to prevent any sort of secondary complications or higher prevention but Mm -hmm. to have that honesty to a patient and say hey listen this is degeneration there's no way of reversing this we could help biomechanically fix or correct any sort of imbalances Mm -hmm. which in turn can help correct this but unfortunately there is going to be some pain continuing on so it depends on how you manage it but once you're at that point as a therapist you're it's i find it's golden It's a lot easier, honestly, because then it also gives you that confidence as a therapist to say, I like, I know what I'm talking about. Right. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's just giving people the realistic answer that they actually want. But I think what's also hard with that answer is that, um, as you know, as a therapist, people come in and they say like, just fix me, whatever you need to do, just fix it. And I'm just like, okay, first off, uh, you booked a half an hour. So (laughs) Uh, I'm not a genius, but I mean, I mean, I know what to do, but it's, it's going to take some time, (laughs) but it's, it's hard to, to kind of give people that realistic, like, okay, this is what we can achieve. I can't fix the whole thing because Mm -hmm. like, I I can't fix a spine. That's not my job, but you know, like understand that we're going to do the best we can to even you out, but I can't, I can't fix you. I'm I'm actually, uh, last year I was thinking about buying a magic wand and have it right (laughs) by my table. So when patients come in and say, fix me, I would haul it out and say, abracadabra, shazam, (laughs) tap them on the head. (laughs) Oh my God. See, that's why I I appreciate your humor. I I I totally love that. I I, I don't know who your listeners are, but uh, I'm pretty sure quite a few of them might know who I am. So they definitely know me. Oh yes. And, oh uh, my yeah. freaking god. That, that magic wand. That magic wand fits in my oh. very well. <laughs> <laughs> I would totally bring that out. I'd be like, all right, here we go. This thing is gonna change the world. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. like, <laughs> what do you want? You want a car? Here we go. <laughs> we'll make it happen for you with yeah. one time offer. <laughs> it has a stick to therapy base though. If you can't fix it with your yeah. hands, you can't make that promise. And it's I'm not true, it's I, true. It, it's COVID. It's Serb. I can't afford to pay a car for a car for someone else. <laughs> I know. It's so true. It's, it's, oh God, the more I think about COVID, it just makes me more sad. So anyways, <laughs> but the cool thing that we have that we are related secretly is the fact that you and I have both been nominated for a premier's award. Isn't that oh, cool? Yes, it is actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Yes. You actually went to, cause I was unable to, make the dinner and stuff because I was traveling mm-hmm. you were able to do the awards banquet correct oh my god it was like Georgian sent me an email and said like yay you did it <laughs> you're kind of cool and we're nominating <laughs> you <laughs> and I like lost it I was so excited and it was really the thing that was really cool was a it was downtown Toronto 
you know, you stay at really fancy hotel. I think it was actually the Hilton, which I think is fancy, but whatever. And, you know, you go there, you get your fancy dress on. But, like, I didn't realize how many people were going to be there. Like, and, wow. you know, you have, like, your little cute little Georgian table. And every school has, you know, their table and stuff like that. And, God, you just, like, as soon as I walked in and I got to see, like, my photo on, on the, the slideshow. And, you know, they, they talk about me and, you know, all that cool yeah, stuff. Yeah. But... It's like, the Academy, thing, it's like the Academy Awards. For, no, it was. Like, yeah, I, was I was telling my, my boyfriend who came with me and I was just like, um, I think I'll have to say a speech. Like, I, I don't even have a speech. Like, it was like, frig, I don't know. But so anyways, yeah, like it was honestly incredible. And the biggest thing for me was I felt so much more inspired to keep going because mm-hmm. everyone in that room was doing the best that they can in their career. And it was almost inviting to fuel your energy to go back into the field and say okay what else can I do you know Mm. like how do I stay awesome like so it's um it was incredible and then Georgian was really cool because they paid for my hotel which was very nice and then um we also did this cool thing I don't know if any other school did it but we went to the top floor of the hotel and we had like a little after party and Mm. there was like appetizers and drinks which was very great and uh so we had a really cool like environment and then I had to say a speech and so I was like I had to talk about my journey and my my incredible incredible friend Sean McCracken works for Georgian and he was there and I had to thank him because he was um one of the resident advisors who helped me like keep sane during college with all the craziness that we had to go Mm -hmm. through for massage and it was it was so wicked. Like it was a night that felt like a dream. Like you had yeah. to be super formal. Like everyone was in really formal outfits and it was just cool. Like it honestly did feel like the golden globes or something. Cause there yeah, was like yep. photo booths and, and wine. And <laughs> as, as therapists, I mean, <clears throat> generally, well, the premier awards is to recognize any sort of outstanding services to the social economic um, culture in, within Ontario. Mm-hmm. But as therapists, we don't really get that recognition. I mean, granted, nope. we're graduates, but to get that recognition several years after you're graduating to say, yeah. hey, we recognize the stuff that you have done in the field of sport within mm-hmm. Ontario. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, it was, it was the same experience for myself. Like I was, I was ecstatic. Oh, um, yeah. And, I was and, shocked. First yeah. shocked. Definitely like, I didn't even know that that was a thing. Like I've I never even heard of it. Like <laughs> it was like, what, do you, what is the premier's awards? And then I, uh, then I read the title and I was like, Oh my God, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. that's so sweet. You know, yeah. like, but I appreciate that they do that because that's the thing. It's not that you or I or anyone in that whole room wants to be recognized, but we value and appreciate what we can give back mm-hmm. any way we can, whether it's yeah. volunteering, working or whatever. Yeah we're contributing back to the the community. And I think that's so wicked. So yeah, yeah that, was, I, that was cool. I know with athletic therapy, I think, because um, I did some research on as well, I believe there was only one other person prior to myself that's been nominated in that health and science sector for Sheridan. Um, so I don't know if you noticed, because it is a health and science sector. So yeah. that includes like your nurses, um, anything that a college anything. would offer, yeah. Yeah, massage therapy. Did did you notice with Georgian if there was too many, very many other massage therapists? I don't think there was. No, there's yeah. never been a massage therapist. I don't think that was really cool. Um, the one I think that got nominated before me was a, a RN, a registered nurse. Yeah, yeah. But I think that was it, and it was it was more so like I was. Um, no, I think it was only the two of us. Yeah, because awesome. um, I don't know who it was this year, but. I keep getting the emails <laughs> and I keep re- like reading the alumni books. I'm like, yay, another one. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm happy I got nominated when I did because God, like it just, I wish you went to that dinner, man. I you know. Would have loved I know, it. I know. Ah, I where were you? Are you, were you working? Yeah, I was in Dubai with Rugby Sevens and it was Dubai. No, I, that's, I don't know if it's on my bucket list, but I'm curious to see what that massive building looks like. That's all. I just want to walk up to it and really the look burge. at it. Yeah. Burge. Yeah. It's yeah. like a, one great big giant needle. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. What was it like there? Was it a cool environment? 
Uh, Dubai itself. So I've I've been three times with Rebby Sevens. <laughs> uh, okay, maybe the first time. What was the first time like? <laughs> uh, a little bit of an awe. It's a it's a Vegas of the Middle East, if you want to call it that. Definitely mm. some segregation. I think the first time the first time I went was about ten years ago, I believe. Uh, so there was some differences between males and females and going on a subway and traveling and walking with certain amount of clothes. Uh, the mm. food is phenomenal. They definitely have a large expat community as well. Um, the rugby sevens tournament aside is we're within our own little bubble. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit different. We don't really get to experience the true Dubai. Uh, the weather was phenomenal. Um, um, okay. So, one of my big questions for you actually is the fact that when you go to these games, do you feel like you blend your athletic therapy with your massage, with all your treatment? This is a very difficult question because there's so many avenues that you can go down and you have to be careful in terms of what hat you're actually wearing. Mm -hmm. So this might be a longer answer than what you're expecting, but through the certification process or the application process that you go through, whether it's athletic therapy or sport massage, um, I'm going to be selected as core medical for athletic therapy or core medical for massage therapists. So the roles are completely different. Mm. Uh, it kind of does depend on who the chief therapist is, um, what the expectation is when you arrive and who else is on that core medical team as well. So I will use the Olympics. The Olympics, I was brought on as core, core medical for sport massage. Uh, very small team because it's winter. So they utilize the full potential of my skill set. So I had mm-hmm. clinical hours for massage, performing massage. Um, however, however, because I had that skill set, even their sport therapist teams would come in and say, listen, this is kind of the issue. These are the things we're looking for. So even though it's massage treatment, it blends because we do mm-hmm. mobilize, we do spine mobilizations, we do fascial stretch, we do core activation, regardless if it's massage or AT. But there is a little bit of a fine line. Um, I had the opportunity, even though I was a massage therapist, as a sport massage therapist, we have access to field. I found myself doing some field work experience as well. Mm-hmm. So even though you're selected as an AT or a sport massage, you have these additional skill sets like K-tape, like acupuncture, like fascial stretch that you kind of use as well. And that's, that's kind of like the thing that I always love to ask people because I think there's a time and a place for certain treatments, but if you do have the skill set mm-hmm. to do both, it's hard because, you know, separating the two is not easy because naturally you do them within your clinic of, of exactly. bonding and all that kind of stuff. So it's, I always love, I love that question because yeah. it's, it's tough because if you are hired as say a sport massage therapist, um, that's what they hired you for. And then it's hard to then try and like separate the two. If you're Mm -hmm. like, okay, well I can, you know, loosen this up with certain like mobilizations, but then I can also like K tape it and stabilize it in a certain way. Like not with K tape, but with athletic tape, for example. And you know, do something with AT as well. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, I I can't imagine how frustrating that could be because, you know, people always want you to stay in your role, right? Yeah. It's, it's setting your expectations to to ensure that you stay ethically. Um, You just announce both professions or whatever designations you have. Mm -hmm. Um, And the primary thing is patients come in and say, fix me. And I'm like, here's my magic wand. Yep, here it comes. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, once patients just start saying that, you can say, okay, listen, this is what I have. This is what we can do. Or if you prefer this, we can do this. Mm-hmm. And I find that that's the best combination of any sort of dual designation uh, that people have. There, there's no way of separating them. Um, mm-hmm. It's just lining out the options that you have to be able to treat them. Yeah, that's true. So let's rewind to when you first started as a therapist in general, like when you had all your certifications, you know, you started at a clinic, what was that like for you at the beginning? Like what made you decide that sports was the avenue you wanted to go with besides your history with swimming, but what made you choose to even just work at a clinic? Like why did you choose that initially as a therapist? Through athletic therapy, we have to do 1200 hours and those hours are field work hours. 
Okay. Um, so it's part of the program. Um, so we're kind of, I don't want to use the word force, but within the program, we have to eliminate field hours. Um, mm -hmm. So sport is part of athletic therapy, whether you like it or not. Um, it so is, yes. Yeah, yeah. And it's the same thing with sport massage. I mean, sport, sport massage is a little different because you go to school as an RMT first, then you decide to do sport, therefore collecting hours. Mm -hmm. But for AT, AT is, no, you have to do it. Um, but that being said, there are people that graduate from the program that go and work professionally um, with NHL or NFL. Um, mm -hmm. There's some people that go clinically and there's other people that go, go on and do their master's. Uh, I want the combination of both. I, I enjoy yeah. working in the field. I enjoy working in the clinic. I enjoy having the freedom away from the clinic, working on the field, completely two different things. You have your sedentary mm -hmm. uh, overuse injuries in your clinic, and then you have this completely environment of weather conditions, working with positive athletes that are around, strength and conditioning, high performance sport, like acute injuries, like you're on your toes. It's emergency first aid, but you're on your toes. And that's what I like about the field stuff, the connections mm -hmm. you make with people and the athletes. The clinic is a little bit more passive type stuff. Like it's, you can make connections, but they're, I don't find them real life connections. They're just kind of a grain of salt and conversations in the past, small talk. Yep. Yep. It's true. So mm -hmm. how do you come back from the field and like, like I find sometimes when I went to Israel for a month and then I came back and tried to do like treatments with like sheets and <laughs> like pillows and all these things. I'm like, God, I never had like any of these things uh, when I was there. And like people were in shorts and maybe not even shorts, whatever it was. Yeah, exactly. And you know, you go back and you're working in your clinic and you're trying to go back to whatever the norm is. And like, how do you, how do you find that transition? Cause I find it super tricky sometimes. So this is a really good question, Lindsay, cause I wish more massage therapists who kind of work in the field or have those extra designations, such as sport massage therapists. Um, I'd never really been the traditional massage therapist, even when I took it through advanced standing through OCHT. Mm -hmm. I think if you you will find a lot of dual RMTs that have ATs, Arkin, or even PT or Cairo. Um, eighty percent of my patients are on top of the table, clothes or like some sort of shorts or sports bra. Mm -hmm. Twenty twenty percent of my population comes in looking for relaxation type stuff, and that's tedious shit that I don't want to deal with. But it pays the bills. It's true. But, it does uh, pay the bills. <laughs> yeah, it's but it's it's setting the expectations. It's kind of like what we discussed before: is a patient comes in and says, "Fix me," and I'm mm -hmm. thinking, "Okay, so we you you we have you as massage therapy within the appointment. Our scope of practice uh, mixes. So I'm I lay out expectations. I'm like, okay, is it just your neck or is it your whole back? If it's just your neck, this is what I can do. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, if you're looking for in between the sheets and you want this spa and the music, I could give it to you. And their and their next question is, what's effective? And I'm like, it's a great question. Okay, so they ultimately make the decision. Um, but massage doesn't have to be between the sheets. You can be more effective mm -hmm. or highly effective. And I think if you lay out those indications with the patient prior to your appointment or when they come in, you will be ultimately surprised how many of them choose trigger points or they choose fascial work um, mm -hmm. over in between the sheets. So it's, and I think yeah. it depends, I think it depends on your style. As a sport therapist, um, I use more movements. I use more pin and stretch. I use more trigger points. I don't use general Swedish massage techniques per se. Mm -hmm. So you need to find what fits for you. Yeah, I think I think everyone really does truly have a style. I agree with you. And I think the greatest thing about that is that if you go to a therapist and that's not you know, the one that you like, heck, you can just go to another one, which exactly. is amazing. Yep. Yep. But I agree. I've I've definitely um I've had conversations with my clients about those things because I'm like you. I like the pin and stretch. Like I like to get really deep into those trigger yep. points, like do fascial planes. I also do like neurostim, all those types of things to kind of trigger different areas that aren't really triggered and 99% of the time clients are like that was amazing like I've never yep. had that type of like therapy before and it worked yep. so yep. it you you have to 
be confident within your field to say like, this is, I know how to do this and this is what will benefit you the most mm-hmm. versus saying, well, you know, maybe we'll try some wellness techniques <laughs> and then we'll try some stripping and some, like, there's nothing wrong with that. But like when you are confident and you know what will work and you'll have to get in there and you communicate that, I agree. Um, you, yeah. you can get a lot more done in one 30 minute or 45 or an hour right. treatment versus them coming in, you know, three days a week to try and get anything done. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I, th- I agree. I think the biggest part is being able to guarantee results as well. Um, mm-hmm. There's certain conditions that I know personally that I cannot really treat as effectively versus massage versus me using trigger points or my other skill techniques. So when patients mm-hmm. come in, I, I give them a guarantee. I'm like, you will be, much better if we do this technique and I guarantee when you get up, your range of motion will be improved. Mm-hmm. And most of them massage is like, it's, it's passive treatments. Yes. And, that, and that's, yeah. <laughs> Some of them are super boring. I have to yeah. say like I've, I've been to my fair share of massages and I was like, okay, I think I might just take a 15 minute nap, <laughs> regroup. <laughs> how, many times, then, how, many, you know, how many times have you uh, thought about what, what you're going to cook for dinner? through massage. Oh, massage. trust me. <laughs> or, or, or anywhere you could oh. go away for a weekend and say, oh, it's Friday night. When are we going to have for dinner on Friday night? Yeah. Oh yeah. When I'm doing C-spine, I'm like trying to knock <laughs> someone out because they want relaxation. I'm like, all right, we're going to do some cranial stuff. But do, do I have like brown sugar for those cookies tonight? Do I have? <laughs> like literally I'm the same. Like, and it's so yeah. funny because like, you know, clients ask me like, where's your head at sometimes like during treatment? Like, do you think like of this? And I'm like, Sometimes, but yeah. <laughs> like most I'm of the time I'm thinking about other things. Yeah. Like, I'm just thinking know. about releasing this trigger point and then I'm thinking, oh, steak might be good for dinner tonight. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, it's gone. So anyways, uh, you know, it's, it's so true. But honestly, like the greatest thing is I, I have uh, clients always laugh at me because I chew with my eyes closed. And I had, cause I just like to visualize the muscle. I don't like to stare at the person and just do whatever. But Mm -hmm. I had a client who was face up and they opened their eyes. They're like, Hey, Lynn's like, are you awake? I was like, yes, (laughs) I am fully awake. And I am literally treating you right now. Like I can't treat sleep. That that would actually be very impressive. But So I I have to ask you, you have never treated sleep. I have. No. Oh, I have. I don't, I I don't think I have. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I think, no, no. I don't, no, I don't think so. (laughs) So I've, I have a few in the past. Um, I'm going to admit to it, but I mean, if you travel a fair bit, I remember one particular time came back from Dubai and there's like a, I think it's a nine, 10 hour time change. Uh, had a day off and I went back to work. I physically fell asleep on a patient doing Mm. head neck shoulders. I, my, my head, my head bobbed and I think I clicked the top of her head with my head as I fell asleep. <laughs> and she comes and goes, Jason, Jason, she goes, you did not seriously just fall asleep on me, did you? <laughs> <laughs> no way. Okay. Well, maybe the head, you know what? That makes sense though. Cause I, I think head, I have bobbed. I'm so I guess, sure. yeah. Yeah, then the I head, probably knocked out. <laughs> yeah, that the head, the but, head bobs, or the actual physical body shakes, where you're just yes, you close your eyes. Okay, I definitely have that. And you yes. jolt. <laughs> no way! I was so dumb though, because no way, that's so true. Because I, I did that, and they were like, "Whoa!" Like this was the client. They were like, "Did you just release a trigger point?" I was like, "It was amazing." <laughs> It changed my world. Like it was dying. It was. Oh yeah. And it's it's funny, man. Trust me. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I have unintentionally fell asleep. But man, sometimes when you start listening to the waves, and they got you locked into this music, and they just want you to like decrease their stress. I'm like, okay, girl. Like I got you. But like, yeah. trust me, I'm going to be relaxed as well. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, so, it's, a full, it's a full energy, and I don't think patients really yeah expect that. That's a mm-hmm. flow of the energy. Because there's times where I'll go into the appointment, I'm gun ho and I've got so much energy. But as soon as my patient falls asleep, I'm like, oh God, now I'm mm-hmm. droggy. My energy's down. I'm like, oh yeah. You, you, you little effort. You just fell asleep on me. How mm-hmm. dare you? Mm-hmm. And then I go deeper, like, deeper. <laughs> but it doesn't even matter because they're out. Yeah, I've had, snoring. oh my God. Kayla, let me ask you this <laughs> for the viewers who are super curious. Have you had a farter? Oh my God. I've, Yes, yes. So I've had multiple, but 
I, this one particular, I posted it on Facebook. I did not release any particular information. It wasn't even the day of the incident. It was yep. just one that I had to. And I swear to God, I think she shit herself. <laughs> like it was Lindsay. It is, it was, it's, it's the worst to date. And it was like little tiny, like air bubbles that came oh, out. Stop. Oh no. And uh, scare me, man. I have white sheets. <laughs> yeah. Like you're in a locked room and it was unbelievable. Nothing, nothing could get rid of this stench. And then 20 oh, minutes no. later, another one came out. And again, it was just like little tiny bubbles. And honestly, I could tell she was embarrassed because she put her head up. She did two quick inhales and she kind of put her head down. She's like, how much time is left? I'm like, oh, there's about eight minutes left. She goes, okay, I think we're finished. I think we can finish right now. So I'm like, okay, are you sure? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're actually done. And I kind of knew she was a little embarrassed oh. by it. But yeah, I've never been. I don't blame her. But sometimes like it naturally happens. I tell yeah. my, <clears throat> my clients who have experienced that, I tell them all the time, I'm like, hey, I'm releasing things that yeah. probably have been building up that one. <laughs> but yeah. the, the ones that I was talking about was like, I've had sleepers who fart sleep. Oh my God. And <laughs> like, like I, had, I had this one person who farted so hard. <laughs> they actually up. woke themselves oh, up. <laughs> and bad. it was really something. It was, but no, like the problem is I'm fine with releases, <laughs> but... If I'm on your low back, I know, yeah, and I'm there, yeah, (laughs) like trust me, I don't want that. (laughs) But it it does happen. But it always always makes me laugh when I hear it from other therapists because I know I'm not the only one. So it's it's a little bit better now with COVID wearing the mask. But for some reason, the air particles are so small that they still come through the mask. So (laughs) that's even worse because now you got the combination of the fart plus your breath. It's not good. Especially coffee breath plus that. Lord have mercy. Oh my god. And that's the worst sometimes. Like if you've had like a spicy meal and I'm like, please God, like let's just get through this. (laughs) It's true. Tzatziki sauce. Oh yes. Oh, I love tzatziki sauce. Oh, maybe I'll go buy that. (laughs) My imaginary meat. (laughs) Close my eyes and I'll make it taste better. Just don't fall asleep. (laughs) I should. Oh my God. This has been great. Oh, that's awesome. Well, is there anything that you can think that an entrepreneur needs to know in regards to how to excel as an individual for therapy? Is there anything you can think of to motivate uh, the people to keep going as an entrepreneur? I, don't know, I, I mentor quite a few therapists coming up. Um, I do have quite a few that kind of are enlightened by my path and often wonder how I got there. And they say how I have and wonder how, how I've done it so fast. Um, I find with this new generation coming up, they're not willing to put the work in. Uh, it's a little bit more difficult. They want that magic touch of being able to go from zero to 80%. The magic um, wand. I yeah, thought you had that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, it's, uh, I think it's something new for them to understand that, like, I don't have a horseshoe up my ass. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's not being at the right place at the right time. It's networking with the right people. It's having the proper skill sets. Mm-hmm. Once your foot's in the door, your foot's in the door, and you're fully aware of that by doing those small little sport events and working with Raj and networking with Mark. Like, I mean, all those mm-hmm. people are really important. Um, setting expectations prior to patients coming in, knowing what they want, being able to kind of, and I hate to use the word guarantee results because we can't really guarantee results, but they at least see the results that are mm-hmm. happening. Um, progression, anything. Progression, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And athletes are, sorry, athletes and clients are very uh, welcoming to that. And your, and your word of mouth yeah. referral. I couldn't say that. I couldn't say it better. Honestly, I, I tell all the students that I have conversations with who I say, I, I don't have a magical answer. Like my journey just worked out because I worked my arse off. Mm-hmm. I built connections. I had wonderful conversations with people who are also mentors. You know, I've tried to gradually improve myself as an individual, but also as a therapist. And I think I agree. And it's something that I've had conversations with in my first season with many healthcare professionals is that the more that they try and talk to the up and coming um, they want results right now. 
They yeah, want to get yeah. to the Olympics as soon as they graduate. And I, and I respect and understand their motivation, their drive, but you also have to understand that there's a journey that needs to happen mm-hmm. <laughs> before you jump into the boat. You know what I yeah. mean? It's, so, it's just, yeah, I agree. The Olympics took me 10 years. So I graduated yeah. Sheridan College 2008, went to the Olympics in 2018. That being said, I was an athletic therapist. I made the Olympics as a massage therapist, which was 2011. So it still took me seven years. Mm-hmm. And throughout the whole process, I mean, I volunteered a lot. And the same thing with you. Um, these games, the Olympics is three to four weeks. This is mm-hmm. unpaid work that I need to mm-hmm. take off. Commonwealth Games, three weeks. Canada Games, two weeks. FISU Games, four weeks. In, mm-hmm. one, in one particular year, it was a highlight of my career. Um, between Rugby Canada and Major Games, I have 14 weeks of volunteer work that I did to Team Canada or Sport Canada. You know, ha- having, I mean, I'm, I'm not a millionaire. I have a great support system here, here at home and work. Mm-hmm. But I, ga- I gave up a lot of things to get there. Like I gave up yep. my personal vacations. I gave up spending money. I gave up eating out. So mm-hmm. we all have stuff that we need to give up to it. So it depends on how much you're willing to give up to get mm-hmm. to your dream that you want. And that's the thing. Like, I think <clears throat> the biggest thing you said there is that you have to really decide if it is something you want. And mm-hmm. of course, <clears throat> everyone wants the Olympics. And that's always been the first thing when people think of sports, that that's their main goal. But I think what people don't realize is that you also are taking off all those days, but those aren't vacation days. Like it's not like on top of that, people take vacation and they travel maybe after the games or whatever, but that's also additional hour, like of, of or like week of losing income yep. just so you can like enjoy yourself after working your butt off for two weeks. So it's, it's the understanding of progression within yourself as is understanding a time and a place of how much time you can take off as mm-hmm. a therapist. So exactly. I, I get you. Yep. It's, it's. I think people tend to forget that the major events are always free. <laughs> like it's, you know, you get the swag bags, you get to travel the world. Um, and those are the things that are truly amazing about the experience. But the income of what you have to make before the games or after yeah. the games is, is the part where yeah. you are going to be working your butt off then just yeah. because you wanted this experience. So that's where the, the game up. gets played. Yeah. yeah. The, the, yeah. the definitely financial catch up afterwards, after I come back from, um, a games being gone for four weeks it takes me probably eight weeks to get right back up off my feet and that's mm-hmm. if my patient client load has kind of stayed the same yeah comfortably it's, right yeah, yeah that, that's the biggest that. and it really depends on the season because all of these games are on at different times of the year it's like mm-hmm. summer sometimes most of the time we're doing games right we're yeah, doing yeah. Uh, any type of sports or field events so we're already taking time off and then summer for some therapists are also very slow because, you know, everyone's going traveling or the cottage or whatever. Um, and then you go into the winter stuff and people yeah. playing sports every weekend. So it's very restrictive of, of when you can really make that income back. So yes, and commitment is there. And it's a catch 22 because in order to get these larger events, such as FISU Canada games or, or even being uh, a team therapist, you still need to volunteer for free. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you still need to collect those hours. You still need to make a presence. You still need to have to gain that experience and those maintain those skill sets. Yep. So I'm, yep. I'm 2008. I'm what, 20, what's t- 12 years post and I'm still doing volunteer stuff mm-hmm. in my field and still volunteering to the community. And this people that come up, they're like, you're still volunteering. I'm like, of course I am. That's part of yep. the process. You cannot get Mm -hmm. to where you are without volunteering or giving back. But that speaks volumes about you as an individual too, that you're still willing to grow as a therapist, Mm -hmm. as well as commit yourself to volunteering for games, which is, which is amazing. Yeah. And look where you are today. Heck, (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) World traveler and scuba diver. I, I Ah. side note, I flip and look at that photo that you posted like way too long ago where you were with a whale shark and you were diving and I was just I was just like when does he have time to do all these trips to Florida (laughs) and all these things I was like you know because you have you have such an incredible story and I truly truly value you coming on here and telling it because you know you are so inspiring with how far you've come 
as an individual as well as a therapist that I've got to know you with and and I'm very grateful to know you. Thank you no, so much. Same here, Lindsay, as well. I've done quite a few events with you and yeah, the same. Yes. You've, well, you've I have to... the growth. <laughs> as a nerd, yes. <laughs> you've watched me grow as a nerd. Yes, it's so true. I love my nerdy side, but yes, I... Uh, I hope we do more again because we, you know, we worked the CSMTA together and that was quite a journey in itself. And, mm. you know, who knows after this whole COVID thing lifts up, I hope, and we get back to doing normal sports. I hope that we do connect. That would be yeah. Maccabi, maybe Maccabi. Yes. Like to, yeah. the, Come the summer, out. The summer, oh. summer, the summer, Ontario's hosting the summer Canada games. Really? Yeah. Niagara. Ooh. I think, I think you knew that Niagara 2021. I did not know that. Okay. I'll reach out to you when the application forms come out. And yeah. Oh my gosh. That would be amazing. Yeah. Cause I think, oh, and then, and then the big Maccabia games that's in uh, July. Is that around the same time then? I think it might be. Yeah. I don't it know the be. exact dates. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's, I think that's what three weeks or four weeks. So that's the big yeah. games too. But yes, yeah, so let's you, definitely you, connect. But you also pay for that too though. Don't you? Don't you, so have to, we, you have to pay on, pay in honorarium per se? We have to donate towards yeah. the um, association, I think they would be called, um, yeah. or organization, I guess they would be called. Yeah, so you pay a certain amount, but that pays for all your hospitality and your yeah. food and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, what's cool about that one, though, I have to say, is that they um, they do on like the Sabbath Saturdays, like they have we go on trips, like we explore throughout the games because they're younger, right? They're the youth. Mm -hmm. So um, we get to go to like the Dead Sea, the Masada, like all these really cool things. So it's, it's quite a journey, like regardless of how much I am donating, which I can write off, which is great. It's, uh, it's an incredible thing to see, let yeah, me tell you. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Not it's, Dubai, it's, but it's yeah, close. No, it's, it's on the list for me as well. I'd definitely like to experience the, the games at least once. Yeah, that would be amazing. Well, let's it, connect. It, we can make yeah. it happen. And the destination, the destination is always the bonus. Oh, oh my! Well, Tel Aviv is like Miami. Like yeah. it's literally the the it's a massive strip of just beach, and they don't they actually don't start nightclubbing till like three a.m., oh, wow. which is so realistic, you know. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> that's just when I start too, you know. That's pretty much when I'm in bed. But whatever, <laughs> it's a good time. It's a good environment. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I appreciate you. I hope you have a great day. And uh, yes, I really hope to see you soon. Yeah, you too, Linz. Thanks for having me. Mm -hmm.